Humboldt Holding Up is sponsored by the North Coast Co-op and Humboldt Hydroponics. You know, uh, the North Coast Co-op, no mystery that it's the favorite grocery store of Humboldt Holding Up. We go there for lunch all the time. Andrew, I know you love the solids. Also the and- Poke Bowls, but I shouldn't <laughs> say I shouldn't say that out loud because then there'll be a rush on the Poke Bowl. <laughs> Well, anyway, whatever it is that you love, they've got it there at the North Coast Co-op. Go check them out at both Arcata and Eureka. And Humble Hydroponics, they are located at 1302 Union Street. That is uh, right next to the Broadway Cinema, unless in case you don't have a map in, in your brain. Uh, you can visit them there and their knowledgeable staff will help you with all your growing needs. Humble Hydroponics, locally owned and operated. It's Humboldt Holding Up, a dystopian soundscape for your ears that should horrify everyone who listens to it. My name is Andrew Goff. <laughs> Ooh, that was a fun description. I'm Stephanie McGarry. That seems to fit in well to uh, who's going to be our guest this week. That was you know, kind of the idea. We, we definitely have no shortage of, of great local artists. But one of my personal favorites, uh, someone who really stands apart from the crowd and, and is a favorite of all of us at, at Loco, really, has to be Jesse Wheedle. I've called him the Norman Rockwell that Humboldt County deserves. Maybe, I, maybe I'll just read his, uh, his bio from his website. This is Jesse's part of Jesse's statement on his art. He says, I combine commonplace and occasionally bleak landscapes with vividly rendered images inspired by biker parties, illustrated religious tracks, countercultural rituals, and celebratory scenes from everyday life. My paintings aim to elicit an uneasy sensation that our own reality is not too dissimilar from these disturbing fictional worlds. Do you do you feel uneasy when you look at a, a, a Weedle? Um, sometimes. Seems like I like his own description of it. That that sort of idea that it's like it's it's off, but it's maybe not too dissimilar from reality. Yeah, you know? Sometimes it feels like we've been creeping closer and closer to a more Weedle esque uh, reality. Yeah, it's true. So. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> let's see let's see how he feels about that yeah why don't we get let's get him in here let's talk let's, to jesse let's get to jesse in here hi jesse face i hear yeah where, where <laughs> are you coming here. to us from i'm from my house in eureka okay <laughs> have you done have, have you done many uh podcasts no never never I've never done a, a podcast i've done All a right. few i've done a few radio interviews and in magazine interviews but not yeah podcasts. Okay. all right yeah. Cool. How, do, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel towards the 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 medium of of the podcast at this point in uh, in our human experience? Oh, um, I've listened to a few of them. I I, um, I have a good friend, uh, Robin O'Neill, an artist, and she has a great podcast called uh, Me Reading Stuff, and she okay. just, she talks about art, and then she also reads from texts that she likes. As as oh, the name wow. would suggest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool to listen to, yeah. What does she what does she read? Oh, just it's literature. Yeah, okay. and poetry. Yeah. I, I I for a while was a really big fan of LeVar Reads, which is just like LeVar Burton reading 
books, you know, just listening to another person read. It's a great way to uh, go to sleep. That's yeah. that's what that's what we're going to try and provide people with here is something to <laughs> something to put them to sleep. Right. Well, I thought I thought um, I would start uh, by stating our our bias. You know, at Loco, we're we're often accused of bias, but I, and and that is that that we at Loco have have been you know fans of your art for for a long time, um, <laughs> as long as I've been aware of it. And and I I wouldn't say that you and I uh, know each other all all that well, but you you hold a special place uh, in my heart because you'll recall that. Uh, when the outpost set up its very first real office in Old Town, you brought down, I want to say, six or seven of of your larger pieces for for us to decorate uh, our office interior with. Um, which for like the early loco and and what we were doing at that point, I, I feel like your pieces were like the the perfect cathartic compliment to to a lot of the things we were we were covering in those days yeah um, so so first off thank you and i was trying to remember like how did that even how did that come to pass that you you blessed us with with your work? oh i don't know you guys just asked me and i thought what, what okay. the heck okay. <laughs> i got lots of paintings <laughs> okay do you, do you just have like a stockpile of of, of paintings that are, are yeah just... I, uh, well i paint a lot I, I i paint all the time so yeah it's kind of piles up we missed them. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's. Well, maybe we'll 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 start this way. Like, I'll just give you the, the the big, dumb, scary question. How how would you explain your art to someone who's never seen it? Oh, uh, yeah, that's the hardest thing. I was just trying to put it in a nutshell because you know you always you're always kind of on autopilot when you make work. You know, I would say it's probably kind of narrative figurative paintings they're they're oils mm. and they kind of have a fantastical surrealist element to them i'd say so yeah and i kind of interject into the fantasy i i kind of interject ordinary life into it to kind of temper the you know the colors and the yeah. fantastical nature of the sky and the paint yeah, yeah so it kind of looks like a, a fantasy scape but it's also i interject some ordinary I think you know. I think a lot of people listening to this will be uh, familiar with your work, um, but if they're not, they can go to jessieweedle.com for a good view, uh, a good chunk of your archives. Um, but also, a couple of weeks back, we we asked you if you'd be so kind as to allow us to feature the latest piece that you've been working on on in the in the in our prestigious gallery known as the <laughs> Lost Coast Outpost Facebook cover photo slot. So yeah, you, you've, re you've reached the big time. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. And uh, and I thought maybe we could use this that that particular piece as kind of an entry point to discuss your work. Um, so and we'll we'll have that up on the site for for people to see. But maybe you could just describe like what's happening in in that particular piece. Oh um, yeah, it's uh, there's a man uh, named Rusty. He's a kind of a regular at the a bar downtown called the Shanty. Heard of it? It's a great place, and it's got this. Um, <laughs> amazing pale green color paint <laughs> that I love. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Rusty is a regular there. And uh, one day somebody set fire to a garbage can out in the parking lot. And uh, he ran out there with the bar's uh, fire extinguisher and put it out. And someone snapped a photo of him. So I thought I'd include that into a, a kind of little streetscape there. You can see the bartender Stacy is standing in front. And yeah, 
She's my favorite bartender. She's great. Yeah. Somebody snapped that photo and then send it to you? Or like, how did you get were no, you just, there when this no, happened? Like, how, no, how did that, no, I wasn't there. Saw when, it? Unfortunately, I would have <laughs> loved to have seen it happen. Yeah. I think I came by like shortly afterwards. People were talking about it and stuff. So, well, I think there is this kind of phenomenon here in Eureka now where if something kind of colorful and ridiculous happens, I've on on more than one occasion been like, well, there's a there's a Jesse Weedle painting happening. There, there's the next Jesse <laughs> Weedle true. right there. But like, yeah, you know, it's okay. So Rusty, as you said, is a you know, if if someone anyone that's been in the shanty in the last ten years has probably been uh, amused by Rusty in in, yeah. in some. He's just a you know regular there. And this this piece depicts you know actual events but that's not that's not that's not the standard for for your your pieces this one is a, is something that actually happened but they're they're often very fantasy based elements to them yeah yeah most of them yeah that one is pretty straightforward there i i mean the the you know i changed up the um the view of the street you know just mm -hmm. to make it work with the composition but that was pretty straightforward yeah. Um, but yeah, most of them are a little bit wackier. <laughs> There's a little more <laughs> fantasy going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I always I wondered that. Um, you know, looking at your stuff, there's some some of them. It's it's obviously obviously fantasy. You know, it has some sort of strange you know creature in it, or or the the humans are part animal or something. You know, something that's really obviously. But but with some of them, I always wondered how much of it was based on a scene that you had actually observed and how much of it is from your own brain. And obviously it varies, but like are, are many of them based on something or at least people that you've actually seen? Well, some of them are, yeah. And some of them are like from photos that you know friends have taken that sh they show me like oh that looks like something out of one of your paintings so yeah it's a mix of probably about 30 percent reality there <laughs> i like the, that you the have this sauce. Exactly yeah. ratio <laughs> yeah i was i was trying to think of before this of ways to to describe your your work and i i'm sure you know maybe artists don't always love just being compared to other people's work but I saw some of the things that you have on your own website of like quotes from people uh -huh. <laughs> that somebody kind of described it as, somebody said your, your paintings are a cross between Van Gogh Bruegel and Mike Judge and I was like oh yeah that's kind of I that that I think is a pretty good <laughs> description right there <laughs> yeah I guess Humble is probably and Eureka seems to be a big source of inspiration yeah I mean, just, you know, standing around Eureka for like an hour and there's a painting almost instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, try I was trying to decide like why your stuff like tickles me so. And I think it's it's a little bit of the, the catharsis that I already mentioned, but but also it feels it feels a little bit like watching the news. Uh, <laughs> like like even in your more fantasy pieces, I'm like, yep, this is where I live. You know, I've, I've, I've felt yeah. this this bleak hilarious place you're you're depicting and yet i don't i don't feel like you are you're you're casting like a harsh judgment you know on the on these characters that you depict uh, um so i i i, I guess like i should just ask who 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 do you think these people that in in your paintings are um yeah they're just 
the kind of the people that I see in in real life, but uh, I'm making them into like more magical, and they're you know they're not suffering in my paintings really. I mean they're yeah. they're some of them are heroes. Some of them are like fighting fighting demons and stuff. But, you know, mainly I'm trying to interject some some reality into some into the surrealism. No, they they often seem as though they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm trying to show humans in like a feral state, trying to be wild and free. You know, mm-hmm. what yeah. does that gonna look like? Well, like, do 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 you feel like your paintings are somewhat prophetic? Because I feel like the world is is trending t- more toward it being a Jesse Weedle painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Uh, yeah, after the Trump was elected, and you started seeing this, this, these kind of displays on TV, people started um, getting my work a little more. You know, people that I didn't know. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And uh, yeah, you you are you are depicting people being their most free for better or worse, as you said, like feral humans. Has has anybody ever uh, uh, approached you and asked you to paint um, a mural or have you ever painted murals? I don't think I've seen any. Uh, No, no, I'd like to one of these days. uh, I've been intending to, but it just seems like every time the mural festival comes up, I got something else planned. Plus, it's just like uh, it kind of uh, having to like get some approval for someone's wall, you know, to paint on someone's business, and kind of feels wrong to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I well, like to I like to have some freedom in my choice of work you know, to make. Right. Yeah, it's, it it seems like it, you know your. Uh, your style might be a hard sell for people, you know, anytime art and commerce uh, collide, it can get messy. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did put in a proposal for the, for the electrical boxes, but nobody accepted it. So. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. Well, that is just insane. I actually believe that at a, a time we mentioned that too, golf, that we were like the, we should, the loco should sponsor uh, a Weedle uh, utility yeah. box. Yeah, we're in your uh, corner. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know we would do that. I don't know. Can if I ask what your available? <laughs> can I ask what your proposal was? Did you? I mean, did you give like I will paint this person doing this on a on an electrical box? Yeah, yeah. I put in like uh, just highlights from like three of my paintings. There was a man uh, doing a rodeo ride on a giant white salamander oh yeah I remember and then there that. is like the yeah. big bloated whale corpse floating on the water with a man on a bicycle watching it and it was the third panel was uh people fighting up trying to <laughs> wrestle down a deep sea creature as much as I might love it maybe it's maybe it scared people you know there's this you know kind of joke too about how much of the art, you know, that gets com- commissioned here depicts our own surroundings, you know, that like the yeah, redwood, redwood forest, trees, and no, the-, the redwood trees and the, and the beach, you know, is just a, a big subject and your, your paintings, you know, depict some of our surroundings. It's just not, yeah. red, it's just not redwood trees, <laughs> uh, but we have plenty of that. So why <laughs> yeah. we were saying, you know, um, 
like a lot of your your paintings take place in in Humboldt locations and mostly Eureka, but some of them also feature Reading uh, uh-huh. landmarks, and uh, we gathered that that's that's where you were raised. Uh, yeah. So yeah, well, basically, I guess we just thought we could ask a little bit about your your background too. You know, what's the 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 Jesse story? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I was born in Reading. Yeah, we lived out in uh, kind of the outskirts, kind of near Igo. I don't know if you know where that area is. Out is towards like- whi- towards Whiskey Town area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a it was a great place. Very inspiring for me growing up there. Um, yeah, we were li- we lived amongst a lot of trailer houses and junked cars, rusted cars, and there were a lot of old um, abandoned mines in the hills. And I would explore those a lot as a kid. <clears throat> yeah, one time I even saw there would be like people like walking around in the hills, like guarding their mine claims and stuff. This was in the seven, you know, the seventies. Yeah, one time I saw this guy totally look like the cliche hillbilly guy with the beard and the in the floppy hat, and he's <laughs> toting a rifle, <laughs> yeah, like facing around his property. I, I want to think he had a corn cob pipe, but I don't. I don't know if he actually did. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I was really inspired by that kind of stuff. But now Reading is has really um, that area t- in particular has become just overrun with big giant mansions in the hills now in subdivision. Yeah, yeah I thought as <clears throat> as someone who who grew up in in Reading, I wonder if you could like kind of like compare and contrast Humboldt and and Shasta for us, because you know in the past at loco we we kind of like to shit on reading in the interest of fun sometimes yeah. uh but but it does seem like we kind of trade people back and forth between the two two regions somewhat um and you know you you've seen fit to mine both places for content so there there, there must be some kind of like similarity there oh yeah I, i'm attracted to the same kind of places in reading as i would here um but yeah there's lots of there's still lots of great old motels downtown and uh just, there's still some cool you know dive bars and stuff and reading has got the same kind of people just doing weird shit and getting naked on the street and you know, stuff like that you know, <laughs> losing their minds but there's also this weird about reading is just it's got this very right wing kind of thing going yeah. on that's really kind of spooky um yeah it's really ramping up right now it's, yeah it's just, it's just know, like, you know, with, up the, with the news there it's just i mean just a little bit probably you probably know more about it than i do but it's like yeah they're they're, they're recalling or they're trying to recall one of yeah, the supervisors they successfully recalled the oh did it happen the, yeah they successfully recalled the kind of a mainstream republican supervisor and they got some like militia kind of guy yeah <laughs> like really kind of spooky right-wing stuff yeah they, uh, yeah just a, a a republican that was not republican enough i i, yeah. I, I think it was over yeah. mandates and stuff but geez yeah it's 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 yeah. wild over there <laughs> yeah it's interesting and then there's this that uh, this the bethel religious cult that's kind of taken over a lot of the Sure. Downtown area, and it's yeah. kind of, and they're they're like faith healer cult, and they, and you yeah. see these people out trying practicing their faith healing on homeless people and stuff, and it's kind of 
Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they're trying to raise people from the dead, and yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, you know, they've been gotten in trouble for not calling an ambulance and trying to faith heal somebody and people dying right. stuff. Oh Jesus, so, yeah. It's, it's weird. Do you do you, do you maintain uh, ties to Reading? Do you, do you have family yeah, over there? Yeah, I go yeah. there several times a year. See my family. Most of them still live there. Any more Reading paintings in the works? Uh, not right now. I'm sure there will be because <laughs> yeah. you tend you tend to be pretty pretty prolific, you know. Like I, I you know, just looking at your website, you 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 have many many paintings. I wonder, just like what does it take to motivate you to to start a painting? Like what you you, you like when do you decide like okay, this is this is a subject worthy of my time? Oh, um, pretty much constantly. I'm working on ideas, and I've got collections of of source material I want to work from. I go go photograph a place or I see a place I want to incorporate into my my story or whatever. Or and then I find some some people to use. I use a lot of I photos for reference. So yeah, I used to when I was younger, I painted out of my head a lot. And it, um, those paintings were kind of cartoony, mm -hmm. a little flat. And uh, I think they started changing around uh, in the 90s. I started using reference photos and I thought it improved my work. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm usually um, constantly working on something. Sometimes I take a little break and then it's hard to get back to the swing of it because you can scrape your palette down and start over. And the, it's nice to keep your palette wet you know when you're working in oils at least come out there every week and keep it going so we, do you work out of your or your home or do you have a, a studio yeah my studio is in the garage and how where how do people see and and purchase your work these days like are you still showing in, in galleries i know a lot of places have closed and, and during covid and stuff like how, yeah, how has been, that been yeah it's been hard to to get a show during this time. You know, um, I've been selling a few things here and there out of my, just from friends or people that see my work online, they'll offer to buy something, but I don't have like a, a gallery representative right now or anything. I did have a show in Eureka in August, but it, you know, Arts Live was canceled. And so that, I don't think, Jesus. I don't think too many people saw that show. <laughs> it's too bad. It's, but, yeah. it's, a, it's a rough time for art I've, and everything. Yeah. yeah, I've done, you know, I've done some, you know, interviews. There's going to be a publication coming out of um, art magazine out of London coming out in a few weeks that I did last year. I did an interview and I have so, a show. I was going to have a show in Zurich, Switzerland. It was scheduled for August of 2020, but you know, that's, <laughs> we're just waiting for the come, come and gone. Wave, COVID <laughs> wave to end and hopefully that'll, yeah. that'll actually happen. Wow. Have well, you, that's really cool. Have you shown a, a lot in other countries? Oh uh, yeah. I had a, I was in a group show in Zurich uh, a, a while back. I was in an art fair in Italy in Milan and I was in a group show in London but um, mainly it's in the States. I've shown, I've, I've shown in uh, like Los Angeles a lot and Joshua Tree area. And um, I had a show in New York and San Francisco, stuff like that. So, so we got, we, we got a little bit off track. We, we uh, you know, so you're saying you grew up in Shasta County. Oh, 
But then uh-huh. at what point, I think you, you went to San Francisco to pursue art? Is that? Oh, yeah. That yeah. Right? I, I took some classes at the Shasta College in Reading, some art classes. And then um, <clears throat> I got, yeah, we went on a field trip with the art class uh, to San Francisco and got to see the museums there. And I was really excited about it. Um, and so eventually I um, applied for some art schools down there and I got accepted to the Art Institute. In San and how, Francisco. How, how old are you at this point? I was 19. Okay. And then, so I moved down there in um, 85 and uh, graduated from there in 88 then lived there until 91 when I moved up here. Okay. And at that point, like, so when you were in San Francisco, did you kind of, is that when you kind of developed the, this style, you know, with, with, with oils and, and, and the type of uh, characters and, and scenes you depict? Cause it seems like, you know, you've, you've been pretty consistent with this, with, with this style for, for some decades now. Yeah. Um, yeah. My paintings in art school were a little more loose and free and uh, more, you're kind of expressionistic and hanging out of my head. But yeah, they had the same kind of feel. I mean, I've always been interested in kind of sketchy looking stuff. Um, But yeah, yeah, a lot of it at art school, you're painting for models and stuff and, you know, painting out of your head, doing kind of surrealistic looking stuff. It was after I moved to Humboldt, I think that I started really nailing down my style and probably be in the late nineties by the time I, I got really dedicated to this, this kind of style that I'm doing now. So you say it's, it's fair to say that Humboldt provided the, the inspiration for the Weedle style. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. I would see San Francisco being a good source of inspiration too, when it comes yeah. to, to people, but that's uh I guess Humboldt has even a, a more specific <laughs> yeah. type. Of- yeah, and, and I was really I was really inspired when I first moved to San Francisco. I lived with a friend uh, for a month just to getting, and he lived in the right in the heart of the Tenderloin, and so that was really That's exactly what I was thinking it was like about night and, when I night said and that. day from uh, yeah. my experience in Reading at the time uh, to the Tenderloin, and uh, but I was really it. it kind of fired my imagination and I was kind of thrilled by it. At, at, at any point in the in your art journey, did somebody try to steer you away from your more uh, grotesque impulses of, to, toward like, or they're like, Jesse, why don't you just paint something pretty? Like, why don't you paint like a landscape and, and a, <laughs> and a, and a oh, bird yeah, yeah. or something? I mean, yeah, that's, a, yeah. Yeah, I got that a lot early on. Really? Just, a lot? <laughs> well, just like, well, you know, how are you going to make money at this? And stuff. <laughs> but it's not really about making money. You know, it's about it's about, you know, your vision and what exploring your, your love of art and just staying on your track <laughs> yeah. creatively. Yeah, I, I, you know, looking at your uh, at your website, you know, you have, as I say, like you have archives here that go back, uh, you know, some some 15 years here. And 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 it's it's like I'm trying to think like what I was doing, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit younger than you, but like 
the idea of sticking with something for 15 years, like, you know, like, again, like your, your style that you've, that you've developed seems very daunting to me. Like I, and I, I'm, I'm very impressed that you have remained in, inspired by this, this particular approach of yours for as long as you have. I mean, like, is there, has there ever come a time when you're like, I, I'm going to completely just reinvent and, and do a, and go a completely different direction? Oh, well, yeah, I think about that a lot, um, but it's not that interesting to me. I, I, clearly. <laughs> uh, I, I've done some plain air painting and I do drawings from figured models and stuff, but I always okay. always feel like I have to change it and make it more more interesting to myself. Yeah, I mean, you just you 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 found you found a gold mine of characters that are are never boring. <laughs> <laughs> like, so as 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 you're developing these style, like, are, were there um, are there particular artists that were influential that you um, you know that you drew from? Oh yeah, um, I think the first artist that I got inspired by as a kid was um, George Bellows, an Ashcan painter. Um, okay. I was looking at a book about boxing in the library as a kid and uh, he had all his fabulous boxing paintings um, oh yeah i know i know this i know this this boxing i, I pulled i pulled him up yeah very yeah yeah fluid move amazing movement yeah and uh, i was looking at it with my dad and at the, i was probably like seven or eight or something and i was like oh my god i wonder i could never draw that good and my dad said of course you can you just have to practice yeah. <laughs> so it's like oh that kind of sparked an early on kind of inspiration to to do art <clears throat> but uh also yeah uh early influence um Growing up in the 70s, uh, as I became a teenager, I got into punk music and uh, just like Raymond Pettibon art from the Black Flag album covers and stuff. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with his art. It's, it's kind of... Uh, I mean, is it, would he be the person that did Black Flag album covers? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So like the four the four lines and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Just... Uh, yeah, and, and uh, just seeing R. Crumb, I think people had those posters on their walls and stuff of R. Crumb and just liking his style. Don Van Vliet, um Captain Beefheart's art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the art I saw in younger days was it on record covers and stuff, just because there was no access to art museums in Reading. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, well, yeah, I didn't yeah. see in a, a gallery until I was in college, you know. <clears throat> so oh, yeah. you had to get inspiration just from magazines and record covers and stuff. Has anyone well, ever uh, used one of your pieces for an album cover? Because I could see that. <laughs> I've done a few. Yeah, uh, they're not the big name albums. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, then later on in in San Francisco, uh, my first move there, you'd see Robbie Cornell's wheat paste art up on the walls everywhere, and he did. You know, these really grungy looking political figures. You probably still see his art around. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I've always loved um, Otto Dix, and the, the German artists from the 20s and 30s. Um, they, they've done, I think, you know, the closest of what I want to do is, is, is what they were doing, uh, kind of 
is kind of grim social realism, but that also mixes in expressionism. <clears throat> yeah, I, don't I see know a lot of a, a lot of skulls. I see and and kind yeah. of body body horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a World War One veteran, and he painted about the horrors of war and stuff like that. Yeah. But also a lot of paintings of prostitutes and weird war cripples and jazz club scenes and stuff like that. Does does living in Humboldt feel like a war zone sometimes? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said, you you know, was there, was there any, anything else of, part of your kind of like biography? So that like you moved, you moved to Humboldt in, uh, in the early, early nineties. And then, and then, and, and then what happened as far as like developing your art? I don't know. I think I just, uh, when I moved here, I just thought, you know, I'm just not going to think about making paintings for art, you know, to, to be art, but just to paint what I, what I'm seeing and inspired by. And I just kind of felt like, uh, I'm in this weird place that there's not a lot going on. <laughs> mm. I'm just going to do what exactly I want to do and uh, uh, try to be as free as I can with the art. Have you, have you ever had anybody kind of um, notably, intensely, negatively react to your art? Uh, a few times at openings, I got kind of people getting kind of mad about the art. Mad. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, that's... They thought it was mean or something, and oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe they might have been right. I, I mean, I mentioned that earlier that like I, I don't feel like you are casting judgment on on these people that you the, these characters that you create. You know, they they are they they reflect um, society somewhat, but they're also fantastical. But I mean, like, is that? I don't know. I don't want to necessarily speak for you. Like, is that is that kind of in line with the way that that you view them? You know, it's it's not that you are are saying these people that that what these people are doing is is bad. You're just kind of like reflecting like this. Hey, this is happening. Yeah, in some ways, and there, there's a few paintings of mine that are that are you know I'm trying to make some kind of a statement about certain subjects. You know. Uh, like yeah. that fra fragile painting. I was just going to say, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that was one. I think that was, you know, I'd been aware of your work for a while, but that was one of the first ones that was like, oh, this is really, like you you are, you're tr you trying to say something. And coincidentally, it also takes place in the shanty parking lot. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, not all not all your paintings take place in the shanty no. parking lot. But yeah, there was, for a long time there in Old Town, there was a, a billboard um, with uh it was you know an anti-abortion billboard that had a picture of a baby and it said fragile across it and you're you know and you and it's this billboard is in the middle of old town where there is a lot of you know kind of human suffering and as you say fer feralness yeah. uh and you you really juxtaposed those in a way that grabbed me and i, I think you know a lot of people were were kind of impressed by that but yeah, was that, I mean, that's what, what, what was your statement there? Oh, that was my pro-abortion painting. Yeah, yeah. it was like, because uh, it says, you know, protecting the unborn. And then somebody, somebody painted life is shit. On the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's, that is kind of the punchline is that in, in actual real life, somebody spray painted yeah, life is shit on me. It's saying um, that, you know, you're, you're really not 
caring for you're caring more for the unborn than you are for the right. born. You know. Right. Yeah. Did you did you have anybody react negatively to to that to that piece? No. 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 Okay. Yeah. They okay. they they don't come at you. <laughs> no. But yeah. And then there's a few critical things. You know, like kind of poking some fun at the rednecks at some in some of the paintings but most yeah. of it is just a psychological freakishness you know <laughs> yeah. just another reminder that humble holding up is brought to you by the north coast co-op and as somebody who uh, operates works in old town eureka let me just say when that those lunchtime hunger pangs hit i find myself drawn to the salad bar at the North Coast Co-op, what I do is I, I go, I take a spinach, I really go overboard on the uh, the, the, the tofu chunks, and then, <laughs> um, some you know a bunch of onions. I also I'll throw some chicken in there with the tofu. I go heavy on the protein stuff, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it as much like not a vegetable salad as possible. <laughs> It was really hard for me, you know, the, the salad bar went away during COVID for obvious yeah, reasons for I a little remember. bit. I remember um, but that it's was back. really hard on you. It was really yeah. hard on me, but it's yeah. back. And uh, oh, and then I put I, I cover it all with the the balsamic vinaigrette. Uh, yeah, because it's like in my mind I'm doing something healthy for myself, but I don't know if I ultimately that's what happens. I really I I I like a I like a fat salad. Well, there's no place better to make yourself a fat salad than at the uh, North Coast Co-op. So let's let's go get a salad right now, Andrew. I can't wait. Right now. So Steph, there's a bunch of grow shops in Humble, right? I think so <laughs> yes yeah yes and, and and one of those happens to be humble hydroponics which is located at 1302 union street do you know where that is uh yeah of course that's right over by uh the broadway cinema that's correct there yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go and humble hydroponics is committed to helping their community through tough times by providing discounts keeping prices down whenever possible oh well do, do they have soils oh, nutrients yeah. supplements yes, yes. Yeah, what about trellis, bamboo sticks, watering tools, pH uh -huh. solutions? Generally liquid. Look, they have lighting, LED and otherwise, trays, inserts, perlite, rock wool, fans, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, they have everything. And, and where is Humble Hydroponics located again? 1302 Union Street. Right, right by the Broadway Cinema. Uh-huh, that's right. Give them a call at 707-443-4304. Oh, okay. Well, you, you, yes. meant, you said earlier that you haven't done murals, but you have, you you have kind of you you a couple of years ago, uh, you know you you kind of gorilla installed some pieces on the building that is across the street from the shanty. Your whole life kind of revolves around the shanty. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. But you know the, the the building that was for a long time kind of this uh, you know dropout and called it the the heroin Hilton is kind of, is a dilapidated building and I. I guess I guess I don't know for sure. Like, was it by by cover of night that you went and installed these, or did you do no, it in the middle it was, of the day? Uh, I installed it at high noon. Okay, so yeah, you just you just rolled in there with the authority of someone who people were going to assume was allowed to do this, and you and you put some very Jesse Weedle like characters in uh, full size on the side of the heroin Hilton. Yeah, I yeah I'd uh, I'd been observing it you know just the people there you know pretty inspirational watching them <laughs> um, but yeah a lot of them were like scenes i'd seen there and i was trying to replicate the people that were there 
because the building had been boarded up for years. And I yeah. thought, wow, this is condemned. I thought the building was condemned. And so I just uh, thought I'd put some, put these pictures up and I didn't think they'd last very long there. I thought people would destroy them eventually, but it, yeah. it only lasted a half a day before somebody <laughs> <went> down. <laughs> well, that was actually, it, was, it was actually the building owner, right? That, that was like not, not necessarily pleased with your artistic experience. yeah yeah i didn't realize oh, that yeah. someone had actually uh taken uh but you got, you got those back ownership of the building yeah, right so. right but you got those back right no no i never got them oh back. no you didn't oh okay oh well, i was suffered. gonna say i don't remember how that how that story <laughs> ended like how that panned out uh, yeah i was i had never been able to talk to the guy yeah. uh, he wouldn't answer you, my messages or anything you you suffered for your art <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I was expecting it to be destroyed anyway. So, right. but it's still, it's kind of weird that it happened so fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it 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 remained like you did. You, did you do it on the day of an Arts Alive? Is that? Yeah. Do I remember that right? Yeah. So it was appreciated for Arts Alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that, that counts. <laughs> you know, you were you were talking about uh, when you were talking about your influences before I I made me wonder you know if you have any humble artists any local artists who you know you want to give a shout out to like uh who are who are some of your favorite other artists around here oh oh yeah uh, well um of the well-known ones um martin wong of course and then also um don van vliet uh, captain beefheart he oh yeah those are the most famous uh names that have come out of Humboldt. Um, but the local artists that I really like, um, Shauna Burden, I think is probably my favorite artist. Uh, she's a painter. She does these crazy figurative narrative paintings in like snowscapes and stuff. And they're very magical. And she's just an amazing painter. Um, also, uh, Kit Davenport. She's a, a really amazing sculptor of uh, ceramics. Um, my wife, Cindy Hooper, she's, she's probably the best painter that I know. <laughs> she's amazing. She teaches yeah. art at College of the Redwoods. And oh. she also does, she's been doing video art lately, kind of um, industrial, environmental kind of themes. And then yeah. you bring up, you, you, know, you, you mentioned that uh, your wife teaches at CR. Um, and you, you, you also have a, a day job. Yeah. You do, what's, what's you, you, you work at CR was your yeah, title, like yeah. your communications, uh, like communications and marketing assistant. Yeah. And, uh, I also run the print shop at the college. Okay. And, and I think for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I know artists that struggle with with wanting like the 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 financial stability of a, a paycheck but also wanting the absolute freedom to pursue whatever their their creative pursuits might be and i wonder how like that balance has been for you with the path you've taken you know you have a job but you you mm -hmm. are very prolific in, in in putting out art yeah i think my job provides the stability to, to for me to be free with my art and not care whether it's it's commercially acceptable or not um, yeah okay. <laughs> um but yeah i've dedicated most of my time to the art you know uh, outside of work yeah i'm going to be retiring pretty soon though so i'm looking forward to like being able to oh, see yeah? 
oh, more wow. hours with my work. <laughs> All right, congratulations. What does what does yeah. Jesse Weedle retirement look like? <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah, hopefully be spending more time, you know, painting and you know promoting my work and traveling to different places. Hopefully, getting inspiration from different locations. I, I I'm trying to imagine you like you mentioned, you know, doing a show in Zurich. And I, I, I have to imagine that it would be, there's, there's not going to be a lot of inspiration for you in Zurich. They're, they're, they're pretty, <laughs> they have things pretty under control. Like there's not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of feralness in, in Zurich. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to, to check it out. You're going to, there's, you're going to come back and start painting people in like just very three piece suits and very <laughs> well-fed and <laughs> clearly oh. have health care and I don't know. there's I, always something you can find the, <laughs> the underbelly well how is how has uh how has pandemic been for you like what how did you stay creative during these these last two years oh um i don't know it's i mean that that's the easy part for me is to being the creative part um it's just not being able to show your work and then not having a lot of opportunities to get out and about and see people but uh it, it wasn't wasn't too hard for me to be creative i actually was very prolific uh, in 2020 i think i made 30 paintings oh, wow <laughs> just i mean i was working the whole time but uh, i just didn't have anything else to do with my free time except paint so i did a lot Humble Humboldt was a pretty good place to have a pandemic happen to you. <laughs> you know, as we we I know for me, yeah, I was able to just kind of like be, just work on the property and just you know be this. This is a good place to be isolated. We're we we we're isolated enough as it is. So we're it's a little, getting a little old at this point, but <laughs> okay. Well, luckily, we're. Yeah. It seems like you know we might hopefully be, it'll clear out clear up. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. looks like you know we're, we might be on the on the verge of of opening up uh, again. Like, so are some of those shows that were canceled that you are you going to do that? Go ahead and do those. I haven't got any any firm dates. Um, I, actually, though, I do have a show in Eureka coming up in October. Okay, at the right. Epitome Gallery. I'll be showing with my friend Bobby Wright. Okay. Yeah, that's in October. Right. Yeah, so uh, the Epitome Gallery, which uh, opened up in the middle of pandemic, bless their hearts, right, right there yeah. um, on Second Street, kind of across the street from where we dwell. So yeah, things are looking up. In the meantime, I mean, obviously people can can see your work on your website. Is that also a way people can purchase it or come yeah. set up to come? view your studio or how do you do how do you do that yeah yeah people can do that if they want yeah they can always contact me and arrange for something okay yeah and 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 just and just to be clear you know because i know that we have in the past uh sent you photos to be considered <laughs> for placement in a in a weedle painting is that something that you encourage <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Good. okay. I, and I've actually used a few of you guys. I, I, I'm aware. Oh, yes. really? Which ones? Yes. Which I, ones are local ones? We can't really, we can't really reveal that. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> you just have to guess. Now I'm yeah. so curious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just so you know, we we tend to do these for a, a, about an hour. Is, is there anything else that you particularly wanted to to touch on, or you know, uh, anything you wanted to say to the this community that uh, has mostly embraced your your particular vision? Oh, I I don't know. Thanks for having me, Matt, and yeah, uh, yeah. love the, that you guys are supportive and stuff. That's that's great. Yeah, no, as I say, we, we, yeah. those, those first years of loco when, when we were kind of figuring out uh, our voice just to have your work up uh, on the wall was uh, you were, you were supporting us daily, even if you did not know it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thanks yeah. so much, Jesse. It's nice to uh, officially uh, meet you and uh, after yeah, good to meet your you. work for, for all these years. So yeah. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I know. I I know what we what, what we didn't ask. Are you are you playing any music lately? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I've always played music. You know, uh, on my own. Um. The we're thinking about doing a show with the tweeners again in yeah. uh, April if things are better then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't played with a band in a while. I did start playing with my old bandmates in Reading. Uh, we were called the Deadbeats, and I had just started reforming with them right before the pandemic. So we were just starting to get to where we could maybe play a show or something. And, but now we haven't played in like two years. So. And how, how, how would you describe the tweeners music to people that have not uh, seen you out? The tweeners, uh, it's kind of like uh, kind of an alternative rock band but kind of sounds like the fugs or the velvet underground or yeah the god yeah and where and where is your where's your show in april kind of stuff (laughs) yeah and where's your april show that you were mentioning supposed to be at um the siren song okay yeah playing with the band cv and i think some other band touring band from Members of Caius and Fu Manchu. Okay. Oh. We'll be we'll be, we'll be looking for that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it might yeah. happen. Probably will. It, it might happen. Yeah. Right. That's as with everything. Right. It's, <laughs> don't don't set your watch to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. You know, it's kind of a. It's kind of a, a, a weird ask, you know, like we're just, I, I'm sure you've had to zoom uh, too much in the, in this whole thing. Yeah, a lot so, with so, work and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so for, so for you to suffer through another Zoom meeting with us, uh, we, <laughs> we, we appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun talking to you guys. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much again to Jesse Weedle uh, for joining us and giving us a little bit of insight into the mind that creates these strange <laughs> landscapes. Somewhat strange and based, beautiful, yeah. Strange and beautiful landscapes that are an intersection between reality and fantasy. Yeah, we really appreciate him and uh, all of our local artists that make uh, our bleak days a little bit more colorful. Wait, <laughs> that, was, that was a little dark. <laughs> I like art. Yeah. <laughs> 
I like art. It's hard to talk about art. You know, I don't know. It makes me feel stuff, but I I don't know how to describe it. All I know is that I'm definitely going to go pick me up an original Weedle one of these days uh, to hang in my home. Yeah, we, we need to deck our office out again. Yes, definitely. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, Humboldt. Once again, we want to remind our listeners that Humble Holding Up is generously sponsored by the North Coast Co-op. You know, as somebody who lives in Arcata and works in Old Town, I spend an awful lot of time going to the co-op, both for my grocery shopping and lunch eating needs. What about you, Goff? Well, I, I mentioned the salad, but the other thing I get often is the uh, I get the, the the sushi. You know, they got the the sushi oh, yeah, yeah. stand there, and I, I go and I'll get the the the, the poke bowl. You ever had the poke bowl? Oh yeah, I love the poke bowl, and I also oh. love the the popcorn tofu. That's a that's a fan favorite. I'm told very popular in in Humboldt County. They refer to it as hippie crack. Am I not you heard it here first. <laughs> No, I think it's great. I think uh, you've you've personalized the product and uh, everybody's going to rush down to the North Coast Co-op to get that hippie crack. That's right. Check out the North Coast Co-op, a Humboldt's organic community-owned grocery store since 1973. Mike, you're like kind of a, a gardener or like a landscaper of sorts, aren't you? <laughs> you I have, have some goats. Okay. Well, a lot of folks in Humboldt County are, and uh, for those people, a great place to go check out is Humboldt Hydroponics. Yeah. You know of this? Yeah, they're over on 1302 Union Street in Eureka. That's by Broadway Cinema. Yes, that is that is right. And and these guys are very knowledgeable. Their staff, they're familiar with Humboldt's climate, so they can help you with your, your indoor and outdoor growing needs, whatever those may be. They got yeah. lighting, soils, pH solutions, fans, trays, all that, all that stuff. All yeah. that, you know, you know the That's stuff. Handy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you got to check them out. They're they're locally owned and operated. Now, if I buy a big old uh, uh, bag of, of soil or, or or whatnot, do I am I going to have to haul that myself? The, like, if I got, like put it in my truck myself. I mean, is is what I'm getting at if, there. If if you feel like you want to do that to help get some muscles, then you can. Yeah. But no, you don't have to do that. That's the one of the other great things about Humble Hydroponics mm. is the staff will will help you load up your truck. They'll even help with a curbside pickup, you know, if you need, if you want to do that, just give them a call, give them a call to to figure out how they can help you. It's 707-443-4304. Humboldt Hydroponics, helping you with all your growing needs.